Bam, we're live. All three of us. Hello. hello. Good morning. What's up, dudes? Doing good, man. Doing good. Bright and early today. Uh, you guys are in LA? Uh, no, we're in St. Louis right now, actually. Oh, what, what, how'd you guys end up there? For some reason, I thought you guys were in San Diego. Didn't you drive across the border and visit Pops? Oh, yeah. Well, we've, you know, we move around a lot. <laughs> is is St. Louis home now? Uh, summer. Our supplement company that we're sponsored by. So we're out here for the summer to do some uh, do some promotion and uh, get, get some work done out here. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. Who'd you guys get as a sponsor? So it's called First Form. So he's, at, he's yeah. wearing a shirt right here. First Form by Andy Fisella. Yeah. Yeah. Good, so, uh, uh, good people, right? I, I have been hearing so much good stuff about what's the guy's name who owns the company? Andy? Andy Frisella. So he actually has a podcast called the Real AF Podcast. Uh, it used to be uh-huh. the MFC, MFCEO project uh, up until a couple years ago. But um, it's basically about entrepreneurship and, you know, getting the right, you know, getting the right mindset to, to crush a business. So that's his whole thing. And then he did started doing supplements, I think, in, in 2009. And when the Internet hit, he just, you know, attacked. And so you guys moved there to be closer to your sponsor? Right. Wow. That's cool. That's some like, I mean, that's some authentic shit. That's, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. The main reason why we came out here too, is because we want to obviously, you know, grow and just learn get all the sauce while we can, you know, learn as much as we can while we're out here. Cause we've been, you know, been in Florida, been in California and we think it's just better if like we, you know, get the game out here, you know, get it and then really learn it. And then once we're ready to go, we're out of here and then we'll be back in LA in the sunshine. <laughs> You know, you know, it's kind of interesting. So uh, as I was looking into you guys and looking more and more when I, I'm in California, too. And when I think of Los Angeles and the times I've been down there, um, it's kind of tragic what's happened to Los Angeles in the last couple of years. But what's really been exposed is just kind of how fragile the people are down there and their mindset. Just this oh, yeah. kind of whole lack of personal accountability and personal responsibility. And I, and, I, and I'm. I don't, I don't mean this to like to, to shit on your generation, but maybe it's just always old people always do that. Maybe that I should shit on myself. But when I see two guys like you who are like, fuck this, we're taking control of our lives, our, ourselves. Um, did, are, are you guys outcast amongst your friends or are you um, trendsetters or are you role models? Like how are your friends when you're around people? I, I guess it could be any age. Let's scratch the age thing. When you're around people who, who, you hear making excuses. Um, what, what's your go-to? Do you have a go-to line or a, uh, uh, do, do you try to fix them? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've, I mean, to hit that age range that you were talking about, you know, we were, pe- we work with people older than you, so there's not okay, necessarily. Good. Uh, <laughs> good, you know, good. We're 23. And that's, that's, that's the thing is it doesn't really matter what age you are. There's people at any age that's going to make an excuse for themselves as to what they can accomplish or what they can accomplish. And, Really, our right. you know our business model and, and how we present ourselves is you know who doesn't have a family member that's overweight or obese you know mind you a twin brother who was in the same position as you so you know that's really our our demographic the I guess you could say the lower income um, single parent dad in prison you know those are the people in the the generation I guess we really yeah plenty of reasons plenty everybody has plenty of reasons to like. You're like, oh, this is why my life sucks. And then they give you, you know, a whole spreadsheet of why and who did it to them and where it happened at. And 
for us personally, like to say, are we, you know, outliers among our friends? I mean, growing up, you know, we were just really close together, honestly, like even through high school, you know, middle school, like we had, you know, a good group of friends, but like they weren't close friends. We knew not to like attach ourselves to our friends, if that makes sense. We always knew like, okay, these people are going to fall away eventually. We've heard it growing up, like your friends that you have in middle school aren't going to be in high school, same friends in high school aren't going to be the ones in real life. So we kind of just knew that in the back of our mind. And then we would see people for the way they are and see the way think people moved. And for us personally, it was like, okay, well, now that we're out of high school, we're overweight and obese. Like, what are we going to do? Like, there's no point of being 350 pounds, 330 pounds, not playing any sports, not doing anything. And so that really like made us realize, okay, well, we have to attack the first thing that's on our list and that's losing weight. Most people have a big list of things that they can get done, but you know, they don't get it done. And so that's where we, we realize like we can't really hang around those type of people that work a regular job and, you know, that and no shade against yeah, no, yeah. work a regular job, but like, cause we work jobs too, you know, yeah. before we even did social media, but we realized that's not what we're, you know, as to your question as being those outliers, you know, most of all of our friends growing up work a, a regular job or want a career. And, you know, we just are choosing a different path. And there was a quote I heard yesterday that said, uh, you calling me extraordinary is letting you off the hook. Nah, so, ah, I love it. Yeah. And that, that really got to me yesterday. I was like, wow, because what I'm doing is something that I should have been doing. I shouldn't have been 350 pounds at 17 years old. So it was just kind of a lesson to me. Like, okay, I just needed to get this stuff done. And that's really what it is. Angelo and Calvin, Calvin with the K. That's right. Yes, sir. Um, how, do you know how your mom, why your mom named you that? Why your mom and dad named you that? Where you got your names from? Yeah, well, I'm actually, I'm named after my dad. So I'm a junior, Mark Calvin Sanders. My first name is Mark, M-A-R-K, Calvin Sanders Jr. And then social security number, five, five, six, nine. <laughs> no, and then uh, I'm Angelo, obviously. So my mom uh, had a bite or not a, had a miscarriage. And um, so I was supposed to be named like Michael or some shit like that. And then, uh, she ended up, my grandma said, it's an angel. Like, God gave you a blessing to have two babies now. Because she oh. had the first one. So, yeah, I got, I got hit with Angelo. Awesome. And you guys are born in Los Angeles? Born in San Diego. Okay. They're born for, those of you don't, for those of you who don't know, um, San Diego is just the, it's the town uh, basically almost right on the border with Mexico. And it's about a couple hundred miles south of Los Angeles. It's just so, so tell me, tell, tell me about that growing up because that is like, seems to be, um, it's a big, it's a big thing that I push to people. I think one of the strongest correlates for any problems you have in life, life is if you don't have both parents around. Um, if, uh, there's a, um, a guy, a 90 year old man named, um, Thomas Sowell. I don't know if you guys are familiar with him. He's an economist over at the Hoover Institute. And basically, all the stuff that they always say is because of um, you're black or because you're Chinese or because whatever you are. He says, no, no, no. The strongest correlate has nothing to do with anything except having both your parents in your life. If, if The highest rate of cancer, people who only have one parent. Highest rate of prison, people only have one parent. Highest rate of obesity, people who only have one parent. I mean, you can draw that correlate to almost anything. And he goes, that's the strongest one. Uh, and there are people like, um, you know, uh, you guys and myself and tons of examples of people who come up from divorced households, but, but we even know that, Hey, it's not ideal, right? Absolutely. Like it'd have been I nice mean, to have both. It'd have been nice to have both our parents together. 
Yeah, it would be nice. But, you know, there are people who want to do what we want to do and what you want to do who have started off with way less. I started off with no parents. So really, what is our excuse when it comes to having both parents in our life and wanting to be successful? There really is no excuse. No excuse. Um, but but you guys do talk about how your dad went to prison quite a bit. It's it, it's it's part of like what you want to share with people that you guys, hey, we had this situa- unfortunate situation. We were able to pull through it. Um, when did How old were you guys when you realized your dad wasn't in your life? Well, so, I mean, our dad has been in and out of our life our whole life. You know, when we were born, he was in prison for four oh. years and he got out when we were five so, or like three okay. years, yeah, four or five years old. So we didn't really even understand that we were alone and with our mom at five. So obviously we just grew up as, you know, kids. And then he comes home, puts us in soccer as our coach for a couple of years. You know, we're living life with our dad until maybe we're like nine, 10 years old. And then dad messes up again. And then he goes back to prison. And from there, that time he got really hit with like six years and, or five years or something like that. So we had our dad for a cumulative, maybe five years out of our life. And he was, you know, a great dad while he was there, but he was loving. He was inspirational. He was everything that we would want, except for the fact that he sold drugs and, you know, carried, just, guns. carried guns and was known around the city as the guy not to fuck with. And like, you know, that's just something that we kind of like you said, how you or single parent families or whatever like that kind of hit with the most problems. You know, growing up, we were like we were loved by people, but we were also very like not aggressive, but like, we just had this defense mechanism against us. Like, don't call me fat. Don't do this. And so you're like ready to, you know, lash out against people. So you never really learned how to deal with those emotions. Our dad was trying to make us lose weight as kids. You know, he would take us to the park, go running. We fucking hated it. And he'd be like, you know, this is something that's good for you. I'm benefiting you for the future. And thankfully, like, I'm so thankful that he was the one that kind of showed us to be fit because he put us in sports, did all those types of things in the short amount of time that he was there. And that really just benefited us for our future because we could have easily just sat back and played video games all day and ate chips and soda and been a lazy shit our whole life. But we realized, you know, we got this background. If our dad could be freaking eight pack ripped, you know, all these types of things coming from a third world country being malnourished. Why the hell can't we get in shape? You know, did he get is, did he get deported? Is that why he's living in Tijuana right now? He can't make yeah, it. He can't come a few times even after you have kids in the United States, you can still get deported. So that's kind of tricky about that actually. So he's in, he's in jail now and we're not going to really go over the full story. Why he is now. Wait wait a second. In in the United States or at, in, back in Tijuana? Yeah, he's in jail here in the United States. So. San Diego, oh yeah. fuck. I'm so sorry. I just watched that video yesterday of you guys hanging out with them in Tijuana. That was like a year ago. Yeah. So, I mean, he's, and that's the thing. He's getting out in like a few weeks from now, but he actually has this like, thing with this case where like you said he had kids in america and he messed up one time like whatever 15 years ago when we were kids like i said and then went back to prison um you're actually supposed to get like a uh like a one chance rule like you can mess up while you're here and then you don't get deported but he got deported right away so they're looking into his court case right now hopefully that they can kind of wash away anything that happened afterwards because he wasn't supposed to be deported he was supposed to be brought back to america after his you know after messing up in jail you, you don't just get sent back right away and so there's this, this this thing with this case that we got to look into, but hopefully he could be back into America. We just got to kind of go through those those documents and whatnot and present it to a judge and everything. Um, where was he born? Honduras. So he's and what is he? What's his makeup? 
So it's Afro-Latino. So his descendants are from Africa. And then you know, all the blacks out of my spam, all the blacks out of our family speak Spanish. And my mom's white. Okay, so the Atlantic slave trade brought over from Africa, brought to the Caribbean, brought to the Central Americas. Obviously, the black people stayed and then <laughs> mingled with the natives there. And he spoke, learned how to speak, not saying he's that fucking old, but learned how to speak Spanish <laughs> and everything. So that's black and Spanish, basically. And you said when you were young, you remember you remember um, receiving a lot of love. And I'm guessing that's that that's that Honduran culture. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it was it was awesome growing up being having that our family base was really cool. You know, being a cultured black, white and speaking Spanish. It's like you're a, the best of all kind three, of everything. Honestly. Yeah. And it's it's enough. I think about it because I see your dad. Your dad reminds me of my my dad and my uncles too. Like I grew up in a I'm Armenian, and man, it was like I wish. Uh, no matter how bad shit is in our culture, everyone's so affectionate and so loving. And I just I remember just all the kids always felt really loved. Like the adults were cool. Like you could trust the adults. Yeah. You could trust the adults that I grew up with. A hundred percent. That's awesome. So Armenian, you said. Yeah. You you got a lot of them in LA, a lot of them. Yeah, I've heard. So so then you, you your dad you you don't get a lot of time with your dad, but you love your dad, and and it, and it must have hurt you guys. No one wants to see their dad taken to prison. That must have been some painful shit. I mean, at a young age, at a young age, I'll say nine or ten, it really affected us. But then, you know, growing up, it wasn't really anything that we thought about, but. We knew our obesity stemmed from obviously not having a dad that was going to push us in sports or push us to be a man or teach us what it took to be a man. So that was that was, I would say, painful, you know, first nine or first eight to from eight to 12. Yeah. Learning how to shave, learning just doing all the stuff that you really don't even look over as, you know, being a man nowadays that are so common. Certain things that we just weren't taught how to tie a tie, you know, just all those things. But. Todd M says, I was over 400 pounds five years ago, and now I live around 225. Awesome and excited to hear your story today. Wow. That's crazy. Here we go, man. Congratulations, Todd. You guys said, so when I was, when I was probably 16 years old, I was in high school as a sophomore, and some kids started making fun of my nose. And I remember go, being like, what are they talking about? And then going home and looking in the mirror and being like, oh, shit, when did you get here? Like, fuck, you weren't here yesterday. Um, but at nine years old, I can't remember which one of you it was. One of you was like, and, and then I remember like being 16 and telling my mom, Hey, I want to get a nose job. My mom's like, Oh yeah, absolutely. I'll get you one when you're in your twenties. And she wasn't, she wasn't going to, she was just kicking the can down the road till I matured and fell in love with my nose. Right. Which was smart. Um, my dad did the same thing with motorcycles. I said 14, I'm like, Oh, I want a motorcycle. I'll for sure get you one when you're 16. And I turned 16. I want a motorcycle. I'll for sure when you're 18. And then I got over it. Right. Yeah. Um, so uh, that that's some like benevolent line. But at nine, one of I think one of you was already asking for gastric bypass surgery. Can you tell me when you guys realized that you guys were fat, that you were like and, and how you realized it? Because like, I didn't realize it till someone made fun of me. And I was like, what are they talking about? I mean, we always knew. I mean, we knew it, you know, after, you know, third, fourth grade. And our dad was in out dad was solidified in prison. It was like, yeah, like this is, you know, we're, we knew that we were going to end up continuing to get bigger. 
And yeah, when you when you start going to your friend's house and like the first thing you look for is their pantry, like because they have different snacks oh, that you didn't have. You don't care. Up. You don't care about their toys. You don't care about their. You know. You don't care about their video games at all. You like, just care about what's oh in their their pantry. So like, cringy and embarrassing. Like some of the stuff we would do as a kid. I can't even imagine being our friend's parents and like seeing these kids like run in and like they're good kids, but like. They just wanted to eat and like we're just like eating up their snacks. Like couldn't have couldn't have <laughs> made us happy with any video game. That's yeah, no toys, nothing excited us, no, no uh motocross bikes, no trampoline. It was where's the food at? Wow, that's kind of like being in college and your friends come over to smoke your weed. <laughs> like, like they're yeah. just like they just like walk right past you straight to your bong and like open up your snack. <laughs> yeah, okay. So it, it, and then you knew, and and, we, and then kids started saying stuff? Oh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't until maybe, like he said, third, fourth grade, where you started realizing you're bigger than everybody. Kids are kind of, like, waking up a little bit and, you know, starting throwing the insults in a real way. And then that's when we, I guess you could say, like, fourth grade. But I would say we never really, like, we were always popular amongst, you know, our age group and our cohort. Like, people, you know, our friends and those kids – were respectable, I would say, more respected us. Like we were good at football. We've always played football, always kind of always played sports, but there was still that factor that we were big. But most kids kind of overlooked yeah. kind of overlooked that because they knew we were athletic. we could, you know, score on them in basketball or score on them in football. So they kind of overlooked those things, even though we were, you know, we weren't just pushovers at all, you know, at that age. It sounded like you guys had a good work ethic too. I would say you know, when I definitely when it came to whatever we were doing on the court or on the field, you know, it was we definitely we played basketball, you know, school basketball team, you know, football in high school. Didn't didn't miss practice. Was, didn't like try to cut laps short like you guys. You guys. Oh, yeah, your business. Definitely cut lap short for uh, sure. Maybe this kind of run where you're like pumping your arms really hard. And then and then when you were when you were nine, one of you asked for gastric bypass surgery. Yeah, that was me. Yeah. Isn't that amazing that a nine-year-old would even know what that is? Well, we knew what it was because our mom had gastric bypass surgery when we were like three or three or four years old. Our mom had gastric bypass. I remember her pulling up to kindergarten or kindergarten graduation in a wheelchair because she had like some post-op surgery that needed to be done. So um, we knew what it was, you know, by nine years old. And we knew that we were just, big. Yeah, we knew it was the lose weight surgery. Like, just what you do to lose weight. Um, uh, uh, less than 24 hours ago, you guys made a video and you put it on the Vision Twins uh, YouTube channel. And I was watching it. And it's a pretty brave video you guys made. And I, I bet you you guys will can keep talking about it as you um, get older. Uh, basically, you guys you talk about um, gastric bypass surgery. And I just want to throw a couple things in there about that. First of all, anyone who says it's like cheating or any of that shit, fuck them. Like, fuck you. Like, no one should be judging you for cheating or not cheating or anything. First of all, and you guys don't didn't get gastric bypass surgery. I want to be super clear about that. You guys did not do it. The thing that scares me is that you guys talk about the mechanism in your in your mind and the trauma that you had that led you to food for comfort. This gastric bypass surgery, one, and you guys express this in your video, like, hey, what happens if you get it and you gain the weight back? We have some concerns there, right? But but the mm -hmm. other thing is, is everyone I know that's gotten it 
Um, I I shouldn't say everyone. I've had some people on the show who got it and who are really happy, but there's been ends up being lifelong complications that they didn't know about some pill that they have to take the rest of their life, some damage that was done, some some fat cells that they lost. So now when they put fat on, it attaches to their organs instead of their um, waist. And I just I thought you guys handled it with a lot of tact. Like, hey, we're not judging you, but like, hey, make some efforts along this path, maybe first. Um, because 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 it's I'm sorry, say that again, Calvin. You know, showing what's possible, you know what I mean? Because right. yeah. you could easily continue to get bigger and say, I'm going to get the surgery, you know, and, and, and at 17, we decided to lose weight, you know, at our biggest, our heaviest weight. And we could have said, you know, in five years and seven years, you know, we'll decide to, we'll decide to look into surgery. But we said, fuck that, you know, we're going to go get to it and we're going to run our ass off. I was like, I was like Forrest Gump, like when they said, how long are you going to keep running for? I don't know. So I'm tired. Like that's, that's what it was with, for me with weight loss. I was just going to keep running until I lost weight. You know, I was going to keep exercising in the house until we lost a lot, until I looked like I was never overweight, overweight or obese again in my life. And that's something that like, you can't replace that with anything. You can't buy that. You can't, you can't do anything to get that experience about like what's possible for yourself. Cause most of the time, like it's, it's unfortunate. A lot of people look for the easier way out and what I, and then I'm, I'm not saying surgery is the easier way out, but like, even in school. No, it's not. That's the illusion, right? That's the illusion, right, Angelo? They think it's the easier way yeah. out, but it's not. Yeah, it's you, not. you, you look for harder. Way. It's probably harder. What happens when you cheat on a test? Like, okay, you get the big exam at the end. You've been cheating on all the tests leading up to it, and you didn't learn anything. And now you're about to bomb the exam, the final exam, and you because you never took the time to study anything. So, like, that's what happens when you cheat. That's not cheating, but that's what happens when you take a, a shortcut because – the shortcut's going to get you there quicker, yeah. But like, what happens when everybody else is finally caught up, and now they have double your knowledge, double everything that you've done, and they've pretty much probably looked better. They've got more. Like, you know what I'm saying? What can you teach somebody else after that test? You know, I have a guy and coming on next cool. week. I have a guy coming on next week. Really fucking good friend of mine, and uh, he he was he was pushing like. 300 pounds and uh, I got him into CrossFit and he lost a hundred pounds. Then he gained the weight back. I did. I got him back into it again. He lost the weight. The second time he lost the weight, he had all his skin cut off. Now I talked to him like about a month ago mm. and, uh, and, um, I go, Hey, what's up, man? And he goes, Hey, I'm gaining weight. And I go, okay. And he goes, and something really fucked up is happening. And I go, what? He goes, you're born with only a certain amount of fat cells. Because I had my skin cut off, the fat has nowhere to go that I'm putting back on, and it's attaching to my organs. And I'm just like, oh fuck me. So I'm so yeah. I'm, I'm working with them now. We're, I'm, I'm working with them now. We got them back on the straight and narrow. And and, and and this guy's dedicated. This guy's a beast. But yeah, there there was a shortcut, right? He he made a decision, and uh, and and there's a you know a few years later, there's a cost for it. That's another great thing you guys do. That's unfortunate. You guys, you guys have the hey, no, no shame, no insecurity kind of um, pep talk before your workouts that you do. Hey, take your shirt off. Who gives a shit? Get at it, boy. Exactly. Yeah, and and that's I didn't even think about that. Like after you lose weight and you get the surgery, because we've been very adamant. Like I can get the surgery, probably not even ever, but like right now, it's not even our our focal view. And I never even thought about that. Like, if you do gain the weight back, you're not really allowed any room to gain weight because yes. now you're going to be holding the fat in different areas, which can obviously kill you. And, like, 
that's so that just kind of really put a, a clear mindset on us about that loose skin thing and you know not being insecure about your body you might as well just love it what you got because the surgery and anything else procedures is gonna fuck you up that's crazy <laughs> i i have twins i have three boys i have two five-year-olds and a seven-year-old and oh, wow. and um I, I guess maybe I guess maybe I'll start here. Um, so so I, I'm married. I have, a, I have a wife. And if my wife's in a um, bad mood, um, it affects me. It affects me deeply. Or like if I saw my wife sad or scared, it like affects me deeply. And most of the most of the world, anything I'm, I'm and I'm really good at not being affected. I'm really, really fucking a centered person, but I've given myself so much to my wife emotionally um, and, and mentally and, and spiritually that it, um, I am connected to her. I, I, I've lost myself in my identity as being mixed with her. May, probably not the most ideal thing, but, but, in a, but it happens, right? And, and I'm okay with it. We're a unit. It's love. Yeah. And it'll go away when we die, I guess. That being said, if I yell at one of my boys... My other two boys start crying. If one of my boys falls down and hurts himself, the other two fucking start crying and they run over to him and grab him. Yeah. If someone, if someone, if, if we're at the park and, and, and my boy gets off his skateboard and another kid comes and grabs it, one of the other boys will come over and be like, yo, put my brother's skateboard down. I mean, it's like they're one person and how they move around together and how they hug and how they sleep and just everything that they're doing. Um, it seems it seems like you guys must be like really connected emotionally, the two of you. Yeah, I mean that's something that we've kind of learned how to manage over the last couple of years because it's it's led us into good things and it's also led us into trouble where it's like okay, so one of us has to be the clear minded person to be able to be like yeah, right. Snap out both of you, can, like, hey, both you can't be losing your shit at the same time. Like if you read something that's, that upsets you on the internet, your brother has to stay calm. He can't feed it, and the same thing yeah. on the other side, right? Hundred percent, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, one of us is like I would say. <laughs> excuse me. He's more of like a I'll say a business mind, and then I'm more of kind of like a not to not to brag, but I'm kind of the pretty face of the of the group. But um, no, he there's definitely one of us that or there's one of us that excels better in, in different areas. But but also it's like this like. Um, I, I have friends who like they'll be at a bar and someone will bump them and their wife will like instigate them to fight. And I'm like, man, I would never want to be in a relationship like that. I would want my wife to keep me calm. Or let's say I get mad at my kids. My wife stays calm. We don't both team up on my kids. Or if my wife gets mad at my kids, I stay calm. We both don't team up on them. And I feel like you would have to be in that. You guys have to like one of you always has to stay conscious. Both of you can't fall asleep and be angry. Right. Right. Yeah, the yin and yang to it, I guess you could say, man. That's that's what there's a benefit to have us being twins is that there is two of us. So, like, well, if I can't handle one thing, he's probably much better at communicating with women in a certain way. Or if I'm better at, you know, getting on a guy's ass and telling him to pause, telling him to, you know, get his shit together or whatever, like, I can do that without feeling any, like, not sympathy, but, like, understanding. But I'm not going to sit there and, you know, compromise with you and feel sad for you, like, there's a certain time for, you know, hardened and there's a certain time for softness. What if something comes up between you two? Um, and, and that's a problem a lot of couples have. Someone will just keep swallowing it. 
Like, just be like, I'm not saying nothing. I'm not saying nothing. Do you guys have a, a communication technique or like, okay, hey, we need to take space for 15 minutes or, hey, we need to sit down and talk about this. I didn't like what you said on camera here and you're, put, you're alienating this group of people. Or how do you guys manage if you start judging each other? It's pretty funny. Like, we just, we kind of just talk throughout the day. And like, if something comes up, like, see like, yeah, when you were talking about that, and then, like, we'll kind of discuss it right there and be like, yeah, that's true. Like, blah, blah, blah. And then we'll go out and then, you know, handle our business the next day or whatever and with that knowledge that we kind of already discussed it. Yeah, even though we love each other, we never take anything personal, if that makes sense. There's, yeah, there's no I mean, you got it. That's the way to succeed, to excel. Yeah, there's no room in our business for us to be getting mad at each other because there's somebody else that's that's grinding right now. There's and two, they're, there's they're two hoping. Puerto Ricans in New York that are fucking working <laughs> out and getting shredded too for <laughs> and they're, they're, they're hoping they're hoping that we're that we're beating each other's ass and you know throwing fighting yeah. and dumb shit it's that we've grown past that we've learned like we're just slowing ourselves down every single time we argue or fight yeah so there's no point in it anymore we just we know what we want to do and we haven't fought since i can i put it i know the day it was september it was september 20-ish 2021 so coming up on a year you know in a couple months but yeah that was the last time we really got down and it was like you know, always over some stupid shit you can't yeah. even remember why you did it but something we said i saw the, i saw the video you guys put out where one of you punches the other one i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie as a father that like broke my heart like when i see my boys do that to each other yeah, it fucking breaks my heart Uh oh i lost yeah you. it's dude it's so dumb and like that's what happens it's like all right, you want you want to do that? Look how fucking dumb you look doing that. Let everybody see you do that, and like, tell me what your opinion is if you want to keep doing that shit. And like, that really got to us right there because it's like, why are we hurting each other? Like, why? Like, and that and it stems from a lot of bullshit online. Honestly, like a lot of bullshit you see online, you like that we didn't know how to handle emotionally yeah. at that point. Yeah, in the yeah. beginning it was fine. We were not really, pleased, but as you kind of get established in what you're doing, you turn that off. Real quick. It's for yeah, good. commenters to each other you know talking shit your hair looks like this or, you know we can't be one of those the same thing that we're that we're you know experiencing yeah. online yeah mm -hmm. i i notice a technique i like to use is i like to lean into a lot of it so if like someone makes fun of me i like to lean into it and like own it I, I, yeah. I also see people like the liver king um you know who just exploded on the scene you know climbed in six months to 1.6 million followers on Instagram. And he doesn't even address the haters or if he addressed them, he just addressed them in the most positive um, fashion. Hey buddy, you're, we know you're juiced to the fucking gills. And he just responds with, Hey, I've been, I follow the nine ancestral tenants and I, and I work, I've been working out for 15 years. Talk to me after you've done that. And uh, if you don't look like me, then we, maybe we can talk about the juice or, you know what I mean? It's just, and that's it. Not no fuck yous. No, I'm always impressed. But I also think he has a pretty good team uh, insulating him too from from the negativity. 
Are we good? Yeah, now we're good. Yep, go ahead. Say that again. Sorry. Of course, is it going to be people that think like, even I'm not even like, I'm not even the biggest guy ever. Like, how could I possibly? But people are just going to discredit everything you do. So when I guess just knowing your truth and owning your truth, then you yeah. can really, it doesn't matter if anybody says because you already know what's the truth, you know? Yeah. And, and, and someone might say, and, and um, it's kind of like, let's say someone saw you um, uh, eating ice cream somewhere in, instead of being like uh, coming up with some excuse, be like, yeah, that was really stupid. I own that. Yep. I should have never done that. Just lean right into it. Like I, um, I, I, I made a little, I always talk about how you should never drink sugary drinks. Right. And then one of my friends made a video of me um, using some monster energy drink with some Tito's and soda at a party. And I was like, fuck yeah, I did. I was fucking going hard those two days. Like now what? Like once they got you, like, once you own it, you own it. Just own it. Just own your shit. Damn, our connection's getting really squirrely. Are you, if you look on your computer, is your connection ass? Mine says mine's good. I think ours might be the problem right now. We just moved into an apartment, so we've been you know, running off our, our cell our phone hotspots, hotspots yeah. but it's all good. I think it's, I think it's still pretty decent. Um, have you guys ever talked about the Island boys? You know, what's funny is we were going live, I think about a month ago and they came onto one of our live streams and requested to go live with us. So we went wow. live with them. Yeah. So it was just random and we went live with them. We talked, like kind of shared stories and, you know, it's cool because when they first started popping off, a lot of people would like tag us in their videos and ask if we're the Island boys and. You know, I thought it was it was just cool. I mean, they're not really our niche whatsoever, but you know, it's cool to to talk to them. It's cool and, to see twins yeah. doing the thing, I guess. There, it's a it's a really it's it's tough. It's it's tough for it's tough for me. It fucking once again, I'm just being the old dad shit. But I see two guys like you who are being vulnerable and and, and working on yourselves publicly and what's crazy is I think they're doing the same thing, but they're fucking taking a really, they're, they've gone a really long route. They've gone, they're like, good, good. They're going to, they, they, they're still going the wrong direction before they come back around. You know what I mean? Like I see them smoking those vape pens and that fucking breaks my heart. Here's two fucking boys who should be virile as shit, right? They should be doing what you guys are doing. They should be visiting their dad. They, they should be um, working out hard. They should be just getting strong and healthy. And, and instead they're fucking, they're doing um, irreversible damage to their fucking beautiful pink lungs. And it just, and, and I like it that you talk to them. I think that's fucking great. Like they need friends like you, you know what I mean? And they're getting so much feedback from the outside world that it's probably hard for them to, um, to change. Right. It's hard, but like you have this addiction to movement and they have this addiction to social media and vape pens. And it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's hard. It, it's a, um, it, it makes me happy that you guys that you guys um, interacted with him. It's it's such a different path of health. You know, you you guys are trying to let your DNA express itself in its finest way, so you become healthy men. And they're they're fucking they're pouring water on their fire. Yeah, yeah. it's it's and that's the thing with the internet too. It's like if you blow up quick, you usually come down pretty quick too. 
And that's mm. something that we we got really caught up in in the beginning, you know, comparing yourself to other success and, oh, what yeah. are they doing over there? What should we? But then you realize, like, there's only one us. You know what I mean? As many twins there are on the planet, there can only be us two. Vision twins. The vision twins, you know? I and think so, that's the best name. I love that name. Like, that's. Yeah, Island Boys, whatever you want to call it. The next twins that are coming up, like. The vision twins, I feel like is, I'm so honored and grateful to have. I feel like it's the best at, at name on the internet. And that's just how I feel, you know? Do you know about the Winklevoss twins? Are those the the the, the, the the Vinky twins? The, yeah, um, the, sure. the, the guy, the guys who bought one percent of all of Bitcoin when it was seven dollars a coin. Oh, are no. they? Oh no, I never heard of. They're them. the founders. They're the founders of Facebook, and then and then Mark Zuckerberg basically stole it from them. Oh, it's a, okay. they're they're amazing, and they they were Olympians. They were rowers. You should you should look them up. Um, there's a book called um, Bitcoin Billionaire, written by. Uh, some guy named Mesrick. I had him on the show. He also wrote um, the Social Network, that movie. But okay, but, like ba- but but he he wrote a book about him, and it's really cool. I think you guys will really like it. They're they're just two guys, and um, they had an idea for Facebook, and then Zuckerberg took it from them. And uh, but then when Bitcoin was really cheap, they bought one percent. They bought one percent of all of Bitcoin, and you can only imagine how fucking rich they are now. And they're Olympians, and they're hard workers, and they're twins, and they sound like you guys, kind of like inseparable. Like two dudes who are just, you know, just living the dream together. Yeah, that's freaking. And see, shit like that makes me inspired. I'm not really. I don't give <laughs> right? shit about what happens on the internet. Like, I think it's cool that people can, you know, turning life into success. Like, that's what gets me motivated. That's what. And now I want to go learn more about Bitcoin and do these types of things. Um, have Have any women ever come between you guys? Yeah. I would say from the age <laughs> that was quick. Yeah, always them too. Nah, not as the, as the vision <laughs> twins. No, not as the vision twins. But eighteen to twenty one, and then we started doing vision twins at twenty one years old when COVID hit two years ago. Um, but no, eighteen to twenty one, I was definitely living with another girl in San Diego and paying rent back at our apartment. So you know there was that, but. You know, as the Vision Twins know. It could never really get started because he was always with his girlfriend, basically. So when we find, I, I like pulled him out. I was like, he ends up having to be in this relationship. Oh, you're good. He ended up having to be in this long relationship. And Damn, the connection is so jacked. Our connection's jacked. Oh, there we go. You froze. No. <laughs> Can you hear me? No. I see you, but hopefully you stop seeing us. I can see you. I just can't hear you. You guys turned into the Transformers. Uh oh. Frank says this is a tough listen. Oh my word. Oh my word. There we go. There we go. We're back. Frank, now you just now you just add some. Oh, they're gone. Bye-bye. That's a bad connection. Come on, guys. Come on. Come on, Calvin and Angelo. You guys are YouTube stars. Fucking get that connection right, boys. Um, 
really cool story. The, the world needs more like more more guys like these two. The world definitely needs more guys like these two. Better. All right. How are we? How are we? We're back. All right. Perfect. <laughs> Come on, Frank. Come on, Frank. Um, the, I, I do see, I do see that weight gain and, uh, and health is sort of being, um, the sort of collapse of civilization. I think that everything that's going on, um, be, whether it be global warming, um, sickness, COVID, I think it's all bullshit because I, what, what all I see is happening is people consuming more and more and, and creating more and more of a problem. You, you, you have people who I, I go to Disneyland and I'm looking at people who consume five times as much as me. I don't want to hear shit from them about how they care about the planet. I just saw them use five plastic cups for drinking Diet Coke. I didn't drink one. I see, uh, I don't want to hear shit about COVID when uh, 80% of the people who died were obese in the hospital. Like I, like, like I just, it's this, um, th bad thinking this, th if you can't run and jump over a fence, um, like every 50 year old should be able to do, then your whole mindset, the way you look at the world is different than mine because I have this ability to do things you can't. So you play the victim and I see just a fence that I can jump over and get away from the problem. And so when I and see you're people just, do Say that again. I was saying, no, and you're just like a perfect outlier. Like you're just the most magnificent person out there that they wish they could be like, but not very difficult. I, well, to get to. I, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that there's all these people who have opinions about the way the world is running yet, and yet they haven't cleaned their own house up yet. Like, of course you're scared of global warming and COVID and this. You can't even fucking climb the fence into your neighbor's yard if a fucking right. robber comes in. You're fucking right. have completely shit on your whole body. You've shit on yourself. You can't even you can't even run away from a 12 year old boy. Your 12 year old boy could beat you up. And it's like, <laughs> of course, you're going to be afraid of all of these other things. So I kind of, when I see people like you, I'm like, wow, they're really being. And I think the only thing we can be is good role models. Being an yeah. example, being undeniable, yeah, being an undeniable yeah. role model. Yeah. Like, so yeah. if the three of us went to McDonald's, let's say, and there were like, and there were like, um, and we went with a crew of 10, the three of us might take off our top piece of bread and fucking throw it in the street to the seagull and just eat the burger open face. And like, that's all we, I feel like that's all we can do. And then hopefully one of the guys is like, what are you doing? And be like, Hey man, there's no reason for two pieces of bread right now. Like we're, we're going to be sitting in the car for another five hours. Like, what do I need two pieces of bread for? And that's the funniest part is like trying to explain that to people. Like, Cause we've gotten, you know, we've told many people before on the internet, like, you know, you don't need to eat bread. Like that's just like been one topic. Like, of course you don't need to avoid bread, but like, you know, over consuming bread like that, where there's two buns and like, you can just enjoy the burger. It's like, you're just trying to fill your stomach. That's all you need to do. You don't need to sit back and feel bloated, you know? And that's something that we try to teach people, especially with losing weight and getting in shape. It's like, you don't have to go from zero to a hundred right away. It's just throw that top piece of bread off. Maybe don't put ketchup on there and mayonnaise. Like, just eat the burger plain. Like, maybe take off a slice of cheese. Like, just doing that type of stuff can lead to great results. But it, to people that don't do anything, it seems like you made this gigantic leap from nothing to something. And then all of a sudden, you became this fit person that has abs and had it figured out their whole life. When really, it's like, I was probably worse than you at one point. And <laughs> I just started doing one thing at a time and realized, oh, this works for me. This doesn't. This works trial and error, but most people are too afraid to fail to even learn something.
And there's these there's these people on the internet. There's this guy, um, who, uh, Duche or Bio Lane or even Steph Cohen, and they're always arguing like, "Oh, don't listen to these people. They don't know what they're talking about." Um, you can eat bread or you can eat sugar. And what they don't realize, and it's and I, it's they're such fucking pretentious assholes, because what they don't realize is this. There's a the vast majority of people are addicted to sugar like heroin. Mm -hmm. Like what they might be saying might be true. Sure. A little bit of sugar for you is okay. You're all fucking juiced up on steroids. I get it. You fucking work out five times a day. You've had your shit dialed for 15 years. The rest of us, we, we need to move away from that stuff. We need a whole fucking reboot. We need, we, we, we're fucking addicts. We can't, we're, we're not in the, a little bit of, uh, uh, I can smoke two cigarettes a day. I don't know if you guys ever smoked, but like there's these people who can smoke two cigarettes a day and 99% of the people can't do that. Nicotine's so fucking addictive. It's mind blowing. And yeah. there, there's this, um, instead of trying to understand where you're coming from, they try to say what you did was wrong. And yet you are the role model. You guys lost 360 pounds together between the two of you. And it should be just all kudos for you guys. You guys cracked the code on it. It's weird it's funny how you said how you said sugar, man. Sugar is the. I made a video probably a couple months ago now, but it was a video of me just eating some oatmeal with my protein in it, and the on the top of the word said sugar is the devil. And yeah. man, it. I'm, I'm being honest. And when you're trying to lose weight, sugar is seriously the devil. And of course it is. Of course it is. It's really not. People can say whatever they want about what, you know, can I put peanut you can butter? Still, you can still eat donuts. You can still eat sugar. Candy. Like, well, fuck, fuck you. Fuck Go eat sugar then. Go eat sugar and lift up your shirt and tell me how you and, and show me, you know, because sugar will fuck you up. And, 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 and that's the other thing, too. They think they're being so smug. Um, you know, Steph Cohen walking around or I don't know if you guys know who she is, but they act so smug and like they're walking around eating a donut or something and they're like, everything's fine. Meanwhile, you have 25 world powerlifting records. Um, you've been accused of doing steroids your whole fucking life. You have a fucking whole team of people working out with you. You've switched to becoming a professional boxer. We know you work out fucking eight hours a day. Like you Except the fact that you're on a different path than the vast majority of people who really can't eat ice cream anymore. Not even a little bit. They've had it their whole life. They've, yes. they, they were the ones when they were working out, you know, for that 15 years, whatever, they were eating donuts and eating ice cream and sitting back thinking it was, it was cool. Yeah. It's, um, it's really disappointing to me that instead of being supportive and realizing that they're the outliers, that they kind of push this, um, I'm right. Okay, fine. You're right. You can eat a little bit of sugar and, lo and, and, and lose weight. Great. But most people can't. No, no. That's the, we, what we did, man, to get started losing weight was we removed all triggers. Anything that could have triggered us in the house. Like, I remember we went in the cabinet one day, and this was the day that we decided to lose weight. Saw, you know, all the sugary seals, brought them out, threw them away. Grabbed all the, the donut holes and the hot Cheetos and the chips and the the sodas and the fridge, boom, throw it away. I, we had this giant trash bag of unhealthy food. Our fridge looked like it was a barren wasteland, like there was nothing in it. Like, what are we going to eat now? And that's what really taught us, like, holy crap, is most of the stuff I eat in the day junk? Like, I eat junk shit all day. No wonder my body is like trash. If I just ate what's in my fridge right now, which is probably like a few apples, some lettuce, and e some eggs, some ground, some ground beef, like, 
that type of stuff will literally cut you up and make you look so good and healthy versus saying, oh, it's okay to have these donut holes in the fr- or in the, or in the cabinets. Go in there when you only want them at a craving time. Okay, you're going to have a craving every fucking day. Like, you're losing weight. Of course you're going to want to eat the unhealthy food. The whole point, like we said earlier, not to take that shortcut, is learn how to live without it. And then you can go pick it up later on. Most people have that problem with, you know, losing the weight, gaining it back because they, they never probably, learned how to live without they it. They never learned how to live without it. They were, you know, avoiding it completely and saying, this is terrible for me. I cannot do this. I'm going to die if I do this. But really, you should be like, you know, maybe 75, 80 percent of the time I should avoid it. And then I'll learn when that 20 percent can come up. But if that 20 percent is every day you're eating fried foods and hot dogs and carnival crap and like all this bullshit, you're going to get terrible results and you're going to you're never going to learn anything. Uh, y- y- Yash, I'm not a hater on the vegan diet. I'm not a hater. The, the, my only issue with the vegan diet is, is if, if, if you are just eating shitloads of sugar and pasta and stuff instead of just, you know, trying to um, eat healthy. I personally, flour, I although I try to stay as carnivore as I can, I flourish with vegetables. I don't have any, I don't have any of those problems with my, my, my stomach. I can just eat as much vegetables as I want. My stomach's, I have no issues, but, but I do try to be corner carnivore. Hey, do you guys fuck with raw meat at all? Um, raw, like eating raw meat. Yeah, you guys, it's kind of the thing right now. It's like all over Instagram. People are doing it. The Liver King does it. I had a raw meat guy on. Um, I, and, and I start, you know what I started doing? I started taking a pound of ground beef and then I take a, a third of a cube of uh, butter and then two dates and I put it in a food processor and then sprinkle salt on it and eat it. No, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> you you should have seen Calvin's face. I thought, I thought Calvin was going to be like, oh, I'll try that. And he's like, I think it's I'm more. Sorry, I can't. It's, it's I can't more, do it. That's it's, not me. It's more polarizing than it is popularized. If that makes sense. There's what more. is the the raw meat stuff? Yeah. Explain to me what you mean. Explain. I think it's more attention grabbing than it is yeah. people actually doing it. Oh, oh. You know what I mean? Meaning, meaning some like meaning there's people like Liver King who like really do it, but then there's other people who are trying to jump on the bandwagon and show themselves eating some liver to try to get the the follows. Yeah, yeah now I'm yeah. like. Personally. Liver's hard, man. I, I'm not gonna lie. I, one of my friends killed a duck and then and then basically and then brought it over to my house and ripped it open and pulled the liver out and fed it to me. Fuck, dude, that was hard. So that- so. <laughs> 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 duck, duck killer, duck killer. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I could not. No way would I be enjoying. I've never. No, I don't even like seafood. So like. What about sushi? You guys don't fuck with sushi at all? I like sushi. He's the seafood guy. And everybody, what about sushi? What about crab? What about fried shrimp? No. Like, no. It's just, there's food that I'm willing to avoid for the rest of my life, and seafood's one of them. The cool thing about sushi is um, uh, soy sauce and wasabi. Do you like, do you like wasabi? Uh, That shit's fire. That shit's fire. Yeah. Yeah. That shit's awesome, right? It's kind of like going for like a max, a max like bench press or something. How much wasabi can I put on there? You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you know, it's I, tough. I, it's it's good food, but like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, you ever you ever um have have a dream that you that you got fat again, and that, and that people oh, on YouTube yeah. saw or shit, like in in like you wake up and you're like, oh fuck. I've had like it's like a nightmare. <laughs> that's that's my type of nightmare nowadays. Like I don't have nightmares where I'm getting killed or murdered. It's more of like, holy crap, I didn't do that. Like I didn't graduate high school or I didn't lose the weight. Yeah. 
and certain shit like that. That's my only nightmares that I have. It's pretty. So I'm like, I'm glad that that's my nightmare is not me getting murdered and shit like that. But yeah. It, it, when when I quit smoking cigarettes for like a couple of years, it was like that. I would have dreams where I'm smoking and I would wake up and I'd be so disappointed with myself because I smoke again. And I'm like, <laughs> no, no, fuck it's it. It was a dream. Yeah. Uh, you you don't you don't have those you don't have those um calvin um no i mean as of recently so <laughs> ever since we moved out here to, to st louis missouri you know we were we were living in florida at the time um northwest florida which it's called panama city beach it's a big vacation spot there's destin out there um so we we're out there from my, about march to june 1st march 1st to june 1st and we were smoking weed like a lot like heavy up um, up until, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we moved out here with basically everything on our back, you know, having no, didn't know anybody out here. And we came into our apartment with just, you know, our luggage and, you know, just a dream, man. And, um, since we got here, we actually quit smoking weed and on you. I've been able to dream, you know, to, to add to those oh. dreams. I've been able to dream now. So last night I had a dream I was snowboarding and, you know, I was doing some, some crazy tricks and shit. So, you know, I've been able to dream as of recently, and I can attribute that to to uh, not smoking weed. And I just haven't felt the urge to. And very clear. Recently. I would say very clear. Like, you, you just wake up with the clarity. Like, you don't forget what you're thinking the next day. Like, if you learn something, it's, like, still on your mind. You just feel like you're a continuous streamline of energy, which when you smoke, that goes away, man. That Like, you really, like, it's it's cool to experience it in the moment, but it's, like, that delayed satisfaction versus the instant gratification, it's just knowing like tomorrow I'm going to wake up feeling so much better, ready to attack the day versus taking an hour or two to like fog out and like wake up in the morning. It just it's it makes a huge difference when you don't do it versus when you do do it. But although smoking weed did, I can attribute smoking weed to helping me lose weight, though, because oh, yeah. I would smoke weed at 17, 18 and go on a five, six mile run, you know. Oh. So, yeah, so it's I would just get put into a different zone and just and just go. So. You know, I can say smoking weed definitely did help me out a lot when I first started losing weight. But it was a point you, you replaced one habit of eating and then replaced it with, you know, mm-hmm. smoking and then being a little bit more productive, which mm-hmm. is kind of counteractive with most people. But I wasn't doing any business. I wasn't, you know, it was just shit, get this fat off, you know. What, what, why did, did you quit smoking because you started getting paranoid or you didn't want to leave your house? No, as of recently, I quit smoking yeah. just because I needed to be more clear. You know, I wanted, you know, more attention to what I was doing. more, I guess you could say care as to what I was doing. And there's not any time for, I'd rather put my time into giving back to somebody else than to, you know, being, you know, self gratifying in the moment and, you know, take an hour to smoke when I can take an hour to, you know, reply to as many DMS as I can and, you know, help people out. Right. I, um, I, when I, I quit smoking basically cause I stopped wanting to leave the house. Like oh, I just wanted to play video games. And even when I wanted to leave the house, I was afraid like someone would talk to me and they would know I was stoned. And so I just remember being in my twenties being like, fuck that. I'm not doing this anymore. This is a nightmare. Yeah, man. You have probably done it since your twenties. Have you? Or- no, I mean, m- maybe like, I, I think m- maybe like once I'm 50 now, I could think one time I smoked once again in, in my like late thirties and I hated it. I think maybe in my forties, I ate an edible somewhere when I was starving. That really fucked me up. That was a huge mistake. That was like doing acid. Yeah. Edibles are, I can, uh, no, I did one when I was like 17 and there's this thing when you get called greened out where you just get too high. And like, I was like wanting to throw up, like, and I was like, I will never get to this point again. Like, 
when it comes to, because it was just over-consuming, like knowing one's enough is enough. You don't need to do one, one, two, one, three. Like this is like when I was oh. obviously a young stoner. We were, <laughs> like you said, play video games after high school, man. We'd come home, go get a bag of chips and Funyuns, play video games until about six o'clock in the evening, just smoking, having a good time. And like, they're fun. The good old days. But yeah, looking back on it, it's like, it was such a chill time, you know, thinking about the fun times with our friends coming over and being lazy fucks. But then like, all right, now you got to do something like you can't just do this forever. And I, the people that we used to hang out with still kind of do that stuff. And so we separate, like you said, we're being outliers. We're being different. It's just getting our shit together. You know, not, not waiting until you're 30 years old to figure this out. I've heard, we hear stories all the time about people that fucked off their twenties and fucked off their thirties and then started in their forties or started in their thirties. And like, we just, we don't have time for that. Like we got family in jail. We got mom at home. Like, you know, she still she loves her life. Like we just got people. We got want to do things for these people. We we want to have big goals. And like it's on us if we want anything done. It's in the backyard the other day, picking up some dog poop, pulling some weeds, and I started thinking about just like all those videos, like David Goggins videos and Joe Rogan talks and Jordan Peterson and and just all these like great like little motivational snippets and reels that you see all over, and they're cool. And I was like, I wonder why that shit never like really moves me. You know, I like them. And then I realized, and I'm super driven. I'm fucking insanely driven. And I realized, oh, it's because um, I have no plan B. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, like, I don't know if you saw the movie Forrest Gump, but he just runs and he doesn't know why he's running. And when he's done, he'll stop. But until then, he's going to run. And I was like, that's me. I'm like a fucking dumb dog that chases a ball. I just have no fucking plan B. And I go, wow, I'm so lucky that I don't have a plan B. I'm all in. It's this either podcast is going to fucking work or it's not. Yep. Yep. And like, and I'm going to die trying. Yeah, that's, that's a hard hill to die on too. Cause you, you set your goal up there and you're like, man, I just, I'm willing to die for this. And people won't understand like trying to explain. And that. I'll be okay if I die on it too. I'll feel satisfied. Yeah. That's the yeah. thing. I won't be failing. If I die doing it, that's as good as, is, is, well, the, the, I'm either going to die doing it or I'm just going to die. Oh, I'm going to die doing it no matter what. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I feel you, man. I'm, that's how we came when we first came. Like, we first moved here. We had a couple of grand saved up. And, like, people think, like, you do social media all the time. Like, we were doing free shit for so long. Like It's all free we, shit. <laughs> we were, we were, it's all free. So, like, we come in here with a couple of grand. And, like, the first night, we didn't even have a – like, we went and bought a mattress, like an air mattress, but didn't have a fucking pump to blow it up. So, like – I'm sleeping on the floor, hungry as shit. All the stores are closed. I'm like, I'm willing to die on this floor, sleeping on the ground, not having anything to eat, knowing that it's gonna pay off. It's gonna work out. Of it, like this is this is what the shit is. I'm living for. Like I would much rather do yes. this, be comfortable in a having size, mom pay for everything and grandma pay for everything, living Fuck in a king that, size yeah. bed, sleeping on a king size bed, and like just feeling like it was handed to me. Like I would much rather do it this way than any other way. It's your it's your story too, dude. You would have never remembered that night if you came in there and your apartment would have already been set up with all your shit. But now <laughs> you'll never forget. You'll never forget that day. Uh-uh. Yeah. My back still yeah. fucking hurts. <laughs> um it's 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 eight thirty at night, and maybe one of you um hasn't you guys don't feel like you got your workout in yet or something. Do you guys do some pretty crazy shit? Will you guys be like, hey, like, well, one of you look at the other and it'll be nine o'clock at night and be like, hey, fuck it. Let's just go run around St. Louis for an hour. Well, let's just go on a jog and just talk. 
I think we would, we would if but we, we had to, but like we kill really ourselves, we kill ourselves during the day. You know, we teach. You do workouts. okay. We teach workouts, film workouts, so you know we we kill ourselves during the day. So. If we had to, though, hundred percent. Like if we're doing seventy five hard, hell yeah, we'll you know go get that outside workout in. Or, or like if let's say you let's say you um, were going to go to Europe or something, and you had to travel for twenty four hours, and you guys got there, and it was three in the morning, checking your hotel, you guys be like, fuck it, let's just run around London. It's not you. It wouldn't oh, surprise yeah. you guys if yeah. you did that. Oh, we definitely would do that. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's you guys are so fucking cool. It'd be it, it, for us. It's like fuck it. What are you going to do? Go ahead and sleep. Like you've already been up for twenty four hours. Like go get finish off with the workout and then go to sleep. And then like you feel accomplished and you got everything you wanted to do done. Um, one of you tells a story about buying saving money to buy a computer and a camera, and um, I was homeless. And I um, saw that Apple was going to come out with this is in like 2002 or 2003. And I saw Apple was going to come out with a um, Final Cut Pro. Some, it was editing software, the first ever editing software you could use on a computer and a, and a laptop. And I was homeless at the time. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to buy that. And I'm like, fuck, how am I going to buy that? And then, so I, I bought it and it took me two weeks just to load the 10 DVDs in and there was no internet then. So you had to be on the phone, like with like uh, customer oh, support man. for hours. It was nuts, dude. And I was like, Oh my God, I just spent every fucking dime. I had $6,000 on a computer and this software. And, and I had it plugged into a cigarette lighter in a car and that's where I would learn. It was fucking nuts. But, but eventually, um, you know, within a few years, I was making movies and I was fucking I, I ended up, you know, 20 years later, I got rich. But I just kept my head down the whole time when you but it was scary buying that computer and that camera. Were, were you were you ter- which one of you did that? And were you terrified? Were you like, fuck, what am I doing? That's funny. That, that's a crazy story, man. Like, honestly, because my story is a little like crazy. I thought my story was crazy, but that's really crazy. <laughs> Homeless and did all that. I mean, thanks. I love you. They need to make a bro. They need a movie on that shit. I would watch the shit out of that. Like, <laughs> on the phone with dial up. We were, and there no was one. no one doing it at the time. I like literally the day Final Cut Pro came out and the and the G5 MacBook uh, Pro came out. It was a black clamshell. I went to the student union at UC Santa Barbara as a homeless guy. And I used my girlfriend's credit card at the time and a big pile of cash I had. And I bought it. I lied to him and told him I was a student there and got the discount. Yeah. And then I bought a shitty fucking car for like two grand and I would just plug it in my computer into the cigarette lighter and edit all night and learn. It was fucking. And I thought I would cry, cry to myself because I would be like, oh, my God, I just wasted all this money. I'm never going to be able to learn this. I don't even know how to use a computer, but I figured it out. I would just war went to war. Yeah, that's incredible. So those stories, like I'm going to get back to your question in the beginning about our story like that. Yeah. Type of things are what built you to, like you said. (laughs) knowing like learning shit like it's gonna be fucking hard to learn it and like you're gonna want to quit so many right. times to learn something right. or get it done but like you realize what else am i gonna do am i gonna close go resell the laptop and then go yeah. work a job and buy like, weed yeah like, <laughs> and then go buy gonna, weed. <laughs> what else can i possibly yeah, yeah. do and that's i think the most honorable thing is to like yeah. take that leap whatever it is just take the leap <laughs> yep about like our story how we saved up so uh, I was working at a storage facility and I was also going to school getting FAFSA money. And so I would work and that like that 1200 or whatever I made 1800 a month would survive my rent, my food. And I would uh, I would not put any work in on my car. My car was getting trashed every month and just the brakes never put brake 
prads on there, like just kept it really shitty and lived low. And then I ended up saving like, I think three grand or it came at different times. I bought the laptop at with two where it was like two grand at one time. And then the next time I got my FAFSA check, it was another two grand. And then I went and bought the um, camera. And from there, it was just like, all right. And were you tripping when you did it? Were you just like buying it being like kind of like sweating being like, what am I doing? No, because I was like, I'm not like I intentionally saved all my money just so I'd have just enough to where there'd be zero dollars in my bank account after I bought it. And so exactly what happened. I bought it and there was zero dollars. So it's like, all right, you have zero dollars, but a MacBook and a computer. What are you going to do? I'm going to figure this shit out. I'm a. I thought you get a camera and you buy a MacBook and the, the video goes from the camera to the, <laughs> the laptop. I didn't know. It's all good. Editing, I didn't know what it was. I, know, I was like, oh, shit, I got to go get adapters. I got to go. I got to go get hard drives. I got to go get. And so I'm just like, well, fuck, I guess I have to wait again to do this shit. So like, it, it, it was all a process. Like, it's not like it happened overnight where you just you put film cameras and then the video goes up edited and cut and perfect. I, and then you're viral on Instagram. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have a camera yes. on I, I should be viral. Like, no, yeah. That's not how it works. But um, so that that really got me going. And then, like, my brother, we first launched our first video in 2018 of, like, starting Vision Twins. And um, we had this date. Like, for some reason, it was, like, August 28th or something like that. And we had no reason to have that date either. There's yeah, no reason. It was just – it was a hard-ass day to get it done. That's why I picked it because it was, like, that Monday we announced <laughs> all our friends and family that we're dropping a video on Friday. And, like, it was Wednesday and we hadn't filmed shit. We hadn't learned how to edit at all. So then we go out and film that Wednesday, come back home, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it tomorrow because <laughs> how hard can a video editing be? Like, how hard can it be my first try? So then I did. Oh one. man, what software did you use? It was Final I'm, Cut. Oh God. So it was it's a steep ass learning curve. Steep yeah. ass learning curve. And once for, you get Final Cut to do it, yeah. Once you know how to do it, it's like the biggest blessing to be able to chop up. You, you can get the video done in twenty minutes or thirty minutes. Yeah. But like, this is rookie, rookie, rookie. Like experience level seventy year old grandpa, like not knowing how to do this, right? And so it's. Friday morning, I'm like, all right, well, fuck, I guess. Might as well start editing the video. Oh, shit, we didn't buy the software. Let me go buy this really quick. 300 bucks, boom, it's done. Got the software on there. All right, it takes seven hours, or it takes four hours to upload. Oh, shit, or download. Okay, let me wait another four hours. And then, like, it's now six o'clock at night on a Friday. Or this Thursday. Or, or no, Thursday, and the video's supposed to come out Friday morning. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, oh, shit, six o'clock on a Friday. All right, now Thursday. it's time to start. Thursday, excuse me, fuck. Six o'clock on a Thursday, it's time to start editing. And then so plug in the camera, get it all done, get all the clips on there. Now the the laptop has four gigabytes of data storage to edit on. And the video is going to obviously be about, I, oh man, it's so fucking hard to even explain this. The, I know exactly what you're saying about. It's just the steep learning curve of figuring out how all that shit works. I know exactly what you're going through. Yeah, all the clip of the file was like 25 gigabytes at the end. I didn't know how to render the file in a certain way. So I'm just like, it was weird. The video should have came out two gigabytes, comes out 30 gigabytes. I'm editing yeah, at, yeah. Editing at three in the morning. And then the laptop just, imagine I just shut the laptop off, just close it, just black screen. All I'm like, I'm like having a mini heart attack. Like everybody's asleep. No one, I can't tell anybody about it. Everybody's sleeping right now. And it's, I'm like, fuck it's on me like what am i gonna do right now it's three then i open up the laptop says you have no space to do anything anything on your disc and i can't even move the cursor to show anything like 
I can't even move because the laptop's just broken at this point. Like it's brand new laptop. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like this is not supposed to be happening. And so I'm like, well, fuck. My mom, I wake up my mom. I'm like, mom, like my video's fucking, it broke. Like, I don't know what to do. It's just like, go to bed. It'll be all fine. And I'm like, fuck you. Like, no, like I'm not going to bed without the shit's due tomorrow. Like, I got to do it. And so that was where you, you realize like, holy shit, if you want something done, it's on you. You've got to get it done. And like, I'm staying up until now it's 8 a.m. the next day. And the video is at like 97% uploading on YouTube. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, like I fucking, that was probably the most proud moment I think I've ever had. Where like you went through all that shit and you finally got it at the end. And you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, yes, it was hard. Was it that hard? Like, was it unbearably can't live my life hard? No. But like, was it fucking hard? Yes. Like, but I'm so glad that I went through that because that was. I'm like watching the video the next day. Fucking, it says file it. format. Like the the video didn't upload an image on there, so it's just a red picture of like the file didn't upload. Uh, correct. I'm just, I don't even care. Like the video's up on YouTube. Like I fucking did it. Yeah, add a thumbnail know? later. Fuck it. Yeah. It's um being a video editor uh, is gnarly. I, I'm, I'm it, it. I I've had a thousand nights where I was supposed to go to bed at eleven o'clock and I saw the sun come up. Yeah, they're, they're, it's just fucking nuts. It just I just remember eventually I upgraded. I bought like a 1977 motorhome so I could actually sit upright, you know. But yeah, I made all my first movies. I made shows for ESPNs. I did all that shit while I was homeless, and I just saved shitloads of fucking money. And I did all that for my fucking car and commercials. And I did it just like you. And and you just have to practice, right? You just have to keep grinding. It's cool now though too because you can just go on YouTube. And type in what you want to learn, and there's some fucking ten year old kid who'll teach you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, he's like, "Ah, oh, do this." You're like, "Oh, fuck, great." <laughs> how do we? Yeah, how do we invest? <laughs> uh, what is this guy saying? Um, someone talk shit about San Diego. Sure, why not? In the COVID coma podcast, intolerable. I'm taking my sticker off my truck now. No, put. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking. <laughs> he loves San Diego, man. I love San Diego. Just the people in Southern California have lost their mind. Actually, all over California. You're what? You're Santa Barbara, you said? I'm in uh, Santa Cruz now. I went, to school in Sa- I went to school in Santa Barbara. I went to UC Santa Barbara. I was born in the Bay Area. I was born in uh, Oakland. And then I was raised in, um, in, in, in sort of the East Bay. The, the whole Bay Area has fucking lost their mind. I went to Berkeley recently. I mean, they're still completely covered in masks and they oh, stay yeah. 12 feet away from you. They're, they're completely psychotic. Oh, yeah. They're completely bullshit. broken souls. Yeah. It's bullshit. Yeah. I know. Oh, I know. The brand, and they don't believe that they're brainwashed. It's like getting the hardest, the hardest thing to tell someone like you've been lied to, but they, they don't uh, want it. There's no way that what they told me is true. All right. Whatever. Hey, do you guys, do you guys ever um, fuck with Officer Tatum? Do you know who that is, Brandon Tatum? No, I hate when people ask us if we know these people because 90% of the time I have no idea who. These okay. Are. Sorry. 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 You're good. He, yeah, um, he's just, he. I had him on the show. He's cool. I'll send you a link to his Instagram account. He's a really cool dude. He blew he blew up uh, during the whole um, COVID thing. But he but he he he's a he's a straight shooter. He talks straight, and I just I just dig him. Yeah. I dig him. Um, when you when you went to um, Tijuana to visit your dad, your you um you're, you hadn't seen your dad in two years. Yeah, about two years. Yeah. Um, how do you? Who who comes up with that idea? There must be some sort of like combination of like, hey, this is going to be great and it's going to be fun, but we also need to use this for content. 
because because people will like it and, it and it adds value. People will see us vulnerable and they'll see us like how how do you guys do you guys think that out? Well, well every we, day is yeah. content. You know, our life is is content. We knew that like he hadn't seen us since we were overweight. So like a couple oh. years before that, we were fat. You know, obese and like. That's what he last saw us as. So then he like see us from across the border on the internet losing weight and doing all these things. And we're like, well, shit, let's go see him and turn it into a video. We saw him a couple times when we had lost weight. We this, already seen him. No, this I'm talking about for TikTok, obviously. Oh, but yeah. for TikTok, it was a different story. That was a little bit of fabricated. We did see him like maybe two or three times before that. But there was a good span of like four years where we he lived right across the border, we but didn't. we just never went and saw him just because we were living our we had to get our stuff done, you know. And then, and then, so I didn't realize that. So in that, no wonder he's so proud when he sees you. He's so fucking proud. Yeah. And and, does, and did that feel good to make your dad happy, even though you didn't, you hadn't seen him in so long? Um, I think it was cool, like for him to like see that we got in shape and like now <laughs> what, he, what we should have been doing, what we should have been doing. He always told us like he sees it in us and we didn't see it in ourselves, but I think he's a lot more proud of us than we are what we've done because we felt like we should have done it. But he's like, yeah, like now we're kicking his ass in workouts. And like, that was our goal. Like, I was like, I want to, I want to be able to outrace my dad. Like, there's no way this 45 year old man should be, I'm 17 and 18 and I'm getting more winded than him, you know? As a, uh... When when you're lo- when you're young, you really look up to your parents. You think they're amazing, and then and then there's some point in life, I guess, where a lot of us start to resent our parents, and then we get older again, and then we're like, oh fuck, life's hard, man. They just did the best they could. Why would why how, why the fuck was I so hard on them? Why did I resent them? Fuck, they went through some shit. Where, where are, you, are, are you? Have you guys had that journey with your mom and your dad, where it's like, oh, yeah. I love you. Fuck, why'd you do this? Oh, fuck. Of course you did it because of that. Like I could have. Fuck, you were raising two boys. Can you tell me about that? You're. Yeah, if we could go. Yeah, back I would say I didn't beat my. I say ass, I would I say Angelo has always been kind of more the bitchy complainer out of both of us towards our parents, as opposed. To I I was kind of always just like you know I love you guy I love you mom I love you dad I was always the more loving one. He was kind of always. Man, like my mom, shit, like my mom would be shit. gone from six a.m. in the morning to six o'clock at night, eight o'clock at night, it's and still like bitch single mom fucking working hard, working her ass off just to support us. And like, I'd come home, or we, she'd come home, and be like, I'd be like, mom, like, what's for dinner? Like, bro, she just fucking worked all day, like on her feet, selling glasses, driving from here to Riverside to Hemet to all the back, and then back to San Diego, all in the same day to fucking. Make sure you have a roof over your head and you're pissed off at her because she didn't bring home in and out. Like, bro, fuck you, bro. Like, that's what I really think about myself as a kid. Like, we gave her such a hard time. Like, you're a terrible mom. Like, oh my gosh. And like, I just, oh man, I don't even, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's a trip. There's this quote here that I read on the show a lot. You guys will probably like this. Um, when your parents are alive, you might wish they behave different. When they're dead, you'll wish you behave different. Yeah. Pretend your parents are dead. Yeah. And I tried like to, yeah, there's going to be, a, there's going to be a day when they're gone and we're going to, and we're going to just look back and be like, fuck, I like, what was I, what was I tripping on? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Your parents, you and the, your kids, I heard a quote uh, this week. <coughs> like, kids will never fail. Kids will never fail to 
not listen to their parents. So the kids will always not listen to their parents, but they will never fail to emulate their parents. Ah. So yeah, they're going to be, they're going to be shitheads, hardheads, and they'll not listen, you know, the teenage years, but they will still, once, you know, they 18, 19, 20, 21, they will start to emulate exactly who their parents were. And, you know, it's interesting looking back at us, we were, you know, fat shits growing up and, you know, didn't want to work out, but then come to find out we're extremely fit now. You know, our dad's 45 years old. He's still more cut up than we are. Like, you know, so there's still work for us to do, but you know, we're emulating our parents, you know, and right. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great quote. It's a great quote. Um, are, are, are you guys like really proud of yourselves? Do you, do you ever think, Oh my God, this is like, when we have kids one day, this is exact. like, I, I, I'm helping the world. Like I'm, I, I worked at Crossroad for 15 years and I was so proud when I worked there because I was like, man, I'm saving the world. I'm saving people's lives one day at a time. And it's something that spreads like fire. And I, and to this day, like I have no problem giving myself a pat on the back. Holy shit. I'm like really doing, really contributing to humanity. Do you guys, you guys ever look at yourself and be like, yeah, this is exactly when we have kids, we can tell our kids, this is what we did. We saved lives. Yeah, I would say I love, I love what I I'm do. Proud, I'm proud of the 21 year old me <laughs> to start social media. I'm proud of him for getting on and, you know, getting verified on TikTok. And, you know, that's, there's still goals that I still want to get verified on all platforms. But, you know, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily proud of myself right now because there's a lot of things that I still need to learn and that I, know I need to hammer in on on the business end of things that I personally want to work on but I'm proud of the 21 year old kid for going out there and busting his balls every single day in the middle of the summer while COVID started and you know just inspiring these people to lose weight I'm proud of that kid but as far as the business aspect I feel like there's more things that I could that I can work on so I'm not necessarily proud of myself right now but and that's the thing with me too I think I differ in that sense because I was you're never like, especially coming from, I'd love to hear your perspective on this too, is like, you don't want to wait until it's too late to tell yourself that you were proud of yourself or what you do. Because at this time in my life, like I've realized no one's going to love or like support what I'm doing right now more than myself. Yeah. Mm. So I'm not my biggest fan. And if I always feel like I have some shit to do, some shit to work on, then nobody's really going to accept you at, at where, what you want to be accepted for right now, where you're at, you know? That's true. And so that's this true. just mindset of me, like, oh, I got to grind all the time, work all the time. Like, that's kind of already known for me now. Like, I know I'm supposed to work hard. I know I'm supposed to do these things. It's time to, like, understand and be proud of, like, okay, the more I'm, more, the more I'm proud of myself, the more I'm willing to learn and start working versus, like, thinking that, oh, I fucked up by not knowing this shit already. Or, like, I have to, I have to have all my shit together now, like, I'm just more accept, like you said, proud. Like I'm glad from where I'm, I've come from, but I'm still long right where I want to go. But I'm proud to say, like I'm here at this point now for sure. Um, do you guys have any um, fear of getting kicked off of TikTok? I feel like so many people, like like who didn't even know that they were fucking up, got just kicked off of TikTok. Uh, this this guy I have on the show um, regularly, Justin Nunley. Do you guys know who that is? He was, and there was another guy I had on the show. Both of them talked about like getting to like 2 million, 3 million people on TikTok and then getting kicked off and having to start over again. And they weren't even doing crazy shit. Like they weren't doing like vaccine talk or none of that shit. You guys, is, is TikTok is scary? Like, are, no, are the rules hard to like? And we have a manager that like runs our account and like <laughs> I don't know who we were talking about getting verified with last year. 
you know, she we have came, a point of contact yeah, with TikTok. So like, I feel I'm like not worried about like, if there's ever any reason why we got kicked off, it'd be really petty. And I don't think like, I think we've no, built a good enough name for ourselves to where like, we can just go to her and we, I mean, that's what he's like. He said, we have a point of, we have a point of contact. So there's not anything. I don't think anything petty could even at the end of the day, it's fucking TikTok. Like I, like TikTok is literally, it's a kid's app. Like I, I'm not really tripping off of it. It's a great way to make business. You should have one, but like, Mm -hmm. I'm in no way want to be 25 years old, still making TikToks like that's, and I'm 23. So like, I hope to not be on TikTok by, I hope I'm be doing bigger things by then. I don't fuck with that at all just because Instagram already takes too much fucking time. I mean, I love I love social media. I love Instagram, but like I just can't get lost in another. I don't do face. I don't do any of the others. I don't do Twitter or Facebook or TikTok. I just do Instagram and I just basically just the only and I use Instagram just to find um, guests. So I yeah. got a blue check mark, and and because of that, people will respond to my DMs. And so I just like I saw you guys. I'm like, oh shit! And I do like a weight loss story um, at least once a month on my uh, YouTube, and uh, and because I, I think it's important. I think it's, yeah, those man. are the great. I think I think the world needs weight loss stories more than ever right now. And it's a small, it's a market that thankfully we've been able to be, become the face of. We feel like, and we hold ourselves a standard to as as the face of weight loss and. You know, it's it's a market that's going to take off, you know, within the next 10 years. And we're glad to be, you know, early pioneers in, in the internet in the, weight in, loss for in, sure in the space. Yeah. It's funny because you get on TikTok and like TikTok's where you go to die. I feel like like TikTok's <laughs> like <laughs> you want to be on because yeah. you can see the most positive, loving video on TikTok. And you think the comments would be like, oh, this is awesome. And then it's some like 13 year old like, oh, fuck that. Da-da-da-da. Like pussy bitch shit i'm just like oh my god like i can and then you think like everybody's like that but then you just like you see it so much and it's just too toxic at times that's why no one should get a no one should all the coolest kids i know and i know some cool fucking kids um (laughs) they they, none of them had cell phones until they were 15 16 17 they had like really strict parents all the kids that i know that are kind of like scattered and shit they got phones too early it's like a it's like a, a strong correlate yeah, it's the weirdest thing. Like people are like the boldest people on the internet because they have this this idea of distance. But like, yeah. man, if you like, we know if anybody ever was to try to do something to you in person, it's gonna be a little bit of an issue for them. Versus, because I like you know, but on the internet, you're you're safe, you're protected. You're, yes, yes. You're not. You're a face that. Oh, I mean, it was just a video, but like, okay, yeah, yeah. I, that, that brings out the dark side. See how I'm going in this conversation? I'm already talking about... <laughs> You're already thinking of two people who need to be kicked in the balls. Yeah, I'm already thinking about... Like, no, it's, and that's where I just... You got to check yourself and be like, okay, it's the internet. Like, let them say their stupid shit. It, if anything, it's helping you. Like, so... Uh, what's your take? Have you guys done any videos or talk about... um? Um, body positivity, th- this kind of this insanity that's going on. It sh- they show someone who's uh, 200 pounds overweight and they're talking about how they love themselves, but deep down, but but you know, fuck, this person makes a, a weekly trip to the pharmacy to get their fucking insulin and they're type 2 diabetic and, th- and they could be sending the wrong message. Do you, do you guys, have you guys weighed in on that or thought about that? Yeah, I mean, we, I feel like that's the thing too. I completely understand loving yourself at a bigger bigger part, but like, to say that that's okay is not what that's or to really say it's hell or to say it's healthy. Right. I'm going to be honest. Thing ever. I'm going to be honest. Like, I feel like this idea, this subject, this kind of podcast talk subject, I feel like it's, 
it's brought up about overweight people, you know, becoming models or whatever. And I've seen, I actually did see a commercial about it recently. I think it was during the NBA playoffs. And I saw this one, this big girl doing yoga and she was like the main subject of the, the commercial. Although this idea of, I think it's counterintuitive how we talk about big people that should should feel healthy or should feel good in their bodies. Although I don't really see too much of that adver- advertisement anymore. I would say it was more like maybe five, six years ago where we saw a lot of those type of advertisements of big people kind of being the subject of, the plus of health. Size model thing. Of health, yeah, that plus size model thing. But I think over the past three, four years, it hasn't really been – it's kind of been resurfaced as a topic to talk about instead of something that's actually happening. Like, oh, you well, I saw, here's the thing that happened. About six months ago, Vogue or something put out five issues mm-hmm. with five large-bodied people on them, which I found actually the women very attractive. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's not an attractive issue. And it said healthy. Maybe, I'll, yeah. I'll, let me see if I, it was, it was, it was very, it was pretty recently. Um, yeah, that's the thing. And I just haven't really seen much of it. You recently. Haven't? So I just feel like it's just a topic that's, being resurfaced and kind of something to talk about as, as opposed to something that's okay. Actually when we were, I hope you're right. I hope, man, I, fuck <laughs> yeah, I hope you're right. When we were, I mean, when I was obese, I, I knew that I was lying to myself saying like, I'm healthy. I'm in shape. Like I was just doing that to play, be the sheltered person. That's too afraid of criticism. But like knowing that, okay, there's something you could get better at that should drive people to do it. But nowadays it's like, if you call, if you say that to somebody, you're the bad person. Let me show you this. Fuck, man, that ad is huge. How the fuck do I get rid of that ad? <laughs> Look at this. This is now, 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 now. Um, uh, to um, to uh, um, Calvin's point, um, this is two years ago, and I and I'll pull up the Vogue one that was like, but this is really bad. This is really, really bad. Healthy teenager. You know this boy's four hundred pounds, right? Look at his ears and in, in, in his eyes. <laughs> Dies of this is this is the kind of shit I'm I'm totally okay with um like like it's it, it's not my business whether Sports Illustrated puts someone um obese on the cover or not. Like what do I give a fuck? Like it's your magazine or Vogue, do it. But then to write healthy on there, you're a fucking liar. What you're fucking- in the 90s, in the 90s, if oh. you put a magazine said Healthy teenager dies of COVID suddenly. What does the kid look like? And I had that picture. No, what does the kid look like in the nineties? A healthy teenager. Yeah, he looks. Then he looked. He looks like nothing like that. Like that was like one fifth that size. Yeah, abs. I would imagine and like t-shirt, like summer body kind of guy. Healthy. Yes. I've never. We all know why that kid died of COVID. It's because he's obese. And it's very (laughs) like it's not funny that the kid died. No. it's fucked up yeah, that they put that as the title to people magazine use the same picture in the same headline that's telling what i by the way also this is the most fascinating thing what i also see that as is um a, a crazy manipulation of of all the um young people but also young black men in the world you're basically telling young black men who identify with that photo that hey i'm healthy if i'm yeah. this big it's a like, fucking why? it's a total from these so- same assholes who claim that there's racism in the world, they're the ones per- perpetuating the 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 fuck vile talk. Vogue Instead magazine. Instead of saying the truth, like yes. he died because he was overweight, 
Like, why yes. do we have to lie behind that? What do we have? Like, what are we hiding? Like, what are we hiding about that? He's clearly overweight, clearly maybe not the healthiest person. Like, what? Like, why are we trying to say he's healthy? What are we trying to protect? What are we? We're trying to keep people overweight, slobs, lazy, uneducated, undisciplined. We're trying to because it's easier to control people in that position where they where they just, oh, but I'm healthy. The government tells me I'm healthy. Like, bro. Go step on the scale. If you're afraid to step on the scale, you're not healthy. I was, I was. Or if you're on, or if you're on medication, right? Even I've, we've seen people that have lost weight with us that literally got off their medication. So like, right, right, right. Of course. Like they, they literally were, you know, taking heart medicine and now they don't take it. Oh shit. Oh shit. So, so this was the one that blew up of, uh, uh, I'm trying to see if I can see the date on it. Cosmopolitan put out this whole series of fucking covers. Yeah. What year is that? That's a February 2021. Okay. This and and this this is um this is just nuts to use the word healthy because I know she gets she goes to the pharmacy once a month to pick up her medication for her obesity. I think this is awesome. Like the fact that she's doing it would be much more motivating and much yes. more indicative of what she's doing. Like this is awesome. Yeah, she has yoga pants, she's you know clearly trying to work out, but like to say that like that's this- standard or that's the beauty standard like not even that there's a beauty standard but like being a healthy overall human being not getting tired when you stand up like that you can't say that's healthy and this one doesn't say she's healthy this is this is this chick's hot she got the big old titties and she's looks like she'd be fun to fucking go to the bar with and you, if you're fucking 25 years old and party with and, and it doesn't say she's unhealthy and if that's your style of what you want to bang then i'm all for it but this one over here saying it's healthy? No, this is this is lying to people, and and this is lying to people. This is lying. Yeah, I mean, me personally, that's not something that I even really give two shits about, or like right. like we said, we're not interested in none you of got, that. Yeah, we're more focused on what we got to do, and you know, good on you. As good on you. Sorry, sorry to drag you into the mud. Then you're <laughs> good, man. It's just. You know, there's a certain time where like before I would have not said anything because I'd be like, oh yeah, but like now it's like, you know, I, I know where I'm at. I could say I know what I stand for. No. Like, okay, if you want to go bang her, then yeah, but that's not something that like I'm not interested in that topic. Like <laughs> that's just personally. You um are you are you guys are pretty religious? Uh we would say we're faithful, yeah. With uh we meditate, you know, read the I have the Bible right here actually. So and, and and who introduced you to the Bible? I think it's just a book that I've always just never read, but knew that there was knowledge in it. And I just read it for the knowledge of what it is. And you know, older mentors as kids, you know, kids around the neighborhood. Definitely. We grew up in the church a little bit, you know, kind of Sunday school. You know, we did summer camps growing up, um, kind of went away from it during our teenage years for sure. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, around 20, 21 is when we kind of started to pick it back up. You guys have a, a a theme in the videos where you talk that sort of love is the way that you guys would just like in this conversation, you guys want to take the high road. You want, yeah. you want to stay focused on what you know and you want to take the high road. And there was a video you made, I guess you had some issues with uh, someone who was working on the back end of, with some of your publicity and you guys had a, a breaking up. And even that was like, Hey man, just so you know, no matter what you say, we, no hard feelings from our end. Yeah, that's actually fun. We that conversation comes up a lot because it's like people want you to be like the lasher, like get back at somebody and like argue with them over the internet. But like, 
that's the last thing I ever felt like doing was making a response video to like argue with somebody on the internet. And at the end of the day, we know who we are. And like the pe- people that know us know that that is completely a fabricated, <laughs> like made up story. And just, I was reflecting on it. Some of the stuff that he was saying, he was calling himself like the LeBron James of our brand, like a vision. Like, he was complaining how we didn't give him merchandise for free. Like, why does LeBron not pay for his Lakers jersey and all that? And I'm just like, this kid's <laughs> fucked. Like, like, the LeBron James of us? Like, what do you mean? Like, like I didn't get it. It was so that just told me a lot. Like, okay, this kid's clearly hurt, clearly going through something. Like, I'm not gonna, yeah, he's hurt. Make he got hurt. We did out of anger, which probably wasn't the smartest thing for us to do. But like, for the longest time, we just ignored it because it was. And it went away. Like it's nowadays, people still kind of like hang on to it on the internet. But like that's TikTok. Like I said, it's the place you go to die. So, um, I, I no, I anytime I've ever responded to someone neg- negatively, I always feel I that night I feel dirty. I never feel better. You think you were gonna feel better, but you don't. You really don't. Yeah, you're better off just, just going and running awesome. five miles. That's. We actually, um, so I know it's probably too late to cut short, but we have a, a meeting now with one of our people for our first forum. Perfect. You the man. You the man. Hey, I loved yeah, having so, you two on. Thank you so much. No, thank you for having us. Seriously, it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's just good on here having some real talk. Um, we have each other's phone number. Stay in touch. I don't sleep by my phone. You can text me 24 hours a day. I, um the funnier the shit the better um and I'll, and i'll see and i'll see you guys around thanks so much for your time gentlemen you appreciate it, thank you seriously yep yep for right, sure bye. keep doing the good work bye you got it booyah kasha <sighs> tommy and shawnee thoughts Evan? no 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 i didn't no i didn't i didn't feel bad for any of that I didn't feel bad for that. I didn't feel bad for that or any of the catcher and stuff. You, the only time I the, the 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 I'll tell you which one I was thinking about when I did the video where I got really angry about um, Dave being fired, and I was say, I said some things about some people in that video that I wish I wouldn't have said. The Tommy and Shawnee stuff and the catch and stuff I just see as just storytelling. It's 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 um. I think, unfortunately, if anything, I feel bad because I think maybe some of that stuff hurts them or frustrates them. But for me, it's more like uh, comedy. Unfortunately, maybe I'm a maybe I'm a sociopath, like they said, or whatever. Uh, Susie Tell, twenty dollars, seven great show, very inspiring. These kids are fab. Yeah, you know what's interesting, Susie? I'll tell you. I saw them on Instagram. I was into them. Then, as I started researching them last night, I saw them as being kind of bitter and angry. And then today, when I interviewed them on the show, I didn't see any of that behavior from them, and it made me happy. I think they went through some hard. I think they. I think there's just some hard growing pains being that young and kind of growing up with um social media being your your portal to the world we try to hide that from my kids as long as i can i mean i i personally love it i think it's fun but 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 i wasn't um i mean they didn't have the fucking internet when i started crossfit or they barely did they didn't have videos they didn't have youtube uh okay <laughs> tomorrow who do we got who do we got who do we got let me see i think we have alex stein tomorrow 
I feel like such a big shot when I'm like, who do we got? Let me see. Let me see. Let me check our guest list. Tomorrow, 7 a.m. Alex Stein. That should be fun. Uh, I'm actually surprised he's doing um, 7 a.m. Then on the 17th, we have a live call-in show. Oh, then this Saturday, we have Gary Chikvakian. Oh, I can't believe I can't even say his last name right. Um, he's the only. He's in the G League for the NBA, and he's Armenian. He's the only Armenian in... Um, He's only Armenian in the NBA. He's in the G League. And I've been wanting to have him on the show forever. So that's cool. I didn't realize that was this Saturday. Good job, Fasuza. You're fucking kicking ass. Uh, and then doesn't look like I have any, anyone scheduled on Sunday. You know what I need to do? I need to reach back out to Yevgeny. And then on Monday. Oh, on Monday we have Matt DeLugos. That's fucking awesome. I had no idea. I thought I was avoiding doing any CrossFitters. Guess who I guess who I reached out to? Oh, maybe I shouldn't say it yet. Maybe I should just wait till it pops up. Oh, we have Alex Gazan on Thursday. I reached out to Lauren Khalil of the Morning Chalk Up and asked her if she'd come on the show. And I and I, th- I think she's going to come on. I'm pretty excited. I'm just so impressed by her work ethic. I, I um during this whole last couple weeks, months during whatever this that whole semifinals thing was, man, she was killing it. Shit was just so much shit was coming out from her. And I would kind of like taunt her in her DMs. I'd send her DMs like, hey, you need to take the week off. You need to chill. What are you doing? You're working too hard. I don't I, I Seriously, I have no fucking, I know nothing about Monster. If I were to drink an energy drink, I would never go in and buy a Monster. Never, ever, ever. I would go in and buy a little small can of Red Bull or I might buy a Bang because it says the word creatine on it. But I have no, the only, I was just at someone's house and they had, there was a, it was in the back, you know, when like someone has a drink in the back and it's like old as shit and you know, it's been there forever. There were four monsters in the back of this fridge in the garage. And so I just took one and I poured it like a little tiny bit. I opened it, poured a little, it was a fucking huge can. I put a little tiny bit in the bottom of a cup full of ice and then poured in some Tito's and soda and then filled the rest with sparkling water. And I had probably like four of those. And that was just because I was so fucking exhausted. I'd been up at 6 a.m., did semifinals, and then I went to this party at night. I just wanted to get my swerve on and get a little caffeine jolt. But I don't know. I don't even know any monster. I don't know any of their stuff. I think their logo is horrible. I think the whole thing does nothing for me. I think it's a joke. Same with Gatorade. I think Gatorade's pathetic. Just when I see it. Yeah. Do you know, are there any brands that you just think are just pathetic? Like you don't even want to be associated for them, even if it's just like superficial reasons. That's how I feel about gay. Like, I feel like it's below me. I'm too good for Gatorade or, um, I feel like Gatorade's like Tang. Like it's like for scumbags. And same with monster. I feel like that about energy drinks in general. If I drink an energy drink, I drink it like in the closet. Like I'm embarrassed. Yeah, like Reebok, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> you asshole. But I love my Nano 2s. But yeah, there's just like... You know when you see someone like with a Louis Vuitton bag or a Gucci bag and you're like, you can't afford that? It's like that. It, but I, when I, it's the opposite. Well, if I have a monster, I'm just like, people can tell that I... Like, I'm not from... I'm, I'm not like missing teeth. Like, I, I have people in my life that love me. Why, why am I drinking that garbage? And that's literally how I feel. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. Oh, 
Okay. 8.40 a.m. Thanks, everyone, for checking in. Uh, great show. Uh, great to meet the Vision Twins. Uh, bums me out the connection was such ass. Yeah, nanophores are good, too. And, you know, I'm willing to get behind brands and help them if they're ass, like, or or get behind... Man, I was going to use an example, but it's going to be taken wrong. Let me think. There's there's things I can get behind to help um, that I don't necessarily think everyone has given a chance and get behind them. And, and that, that's how I felt about the Nano, Nano 2. Um, I don't think it's embarrassing eating tofu. I like, I like just taking a block of tofu and dipping it in soy sauce and wasabi and eating it. There's, I mean, there's things that other people might think are lame, but... I just think monster monster energy is just ghetto. Like I feel like maybe even like like when I think of their cans, I think of them as just being dirty inside. You know, that's how I feel like Gatorade too. I feel like there's probably someone pissed in there, like at the factory that they just don't have. You know, just in my mind, the factories would probably be dirty and gross. Just like it, just like when I think of like Nobles, that whole entire brand. I think of their shoes as just being made of just cardboard junk. And, and, um, and I feel like anyone who, I feel like you're being duped and if by liking that brand, people tell me their t-shirts are nice, but, I, but all those, Oh, look at That's from shaving. Look at all those hairs on my shirt. I feel like, um, it, it, the only people who can wear noble shirts are people who have like really nice bodies cause it's so thin and it has to hang on you just fucking perfect. But I find the whole brand just wimpy. It doesn't, it's. And same with whoop. Like, I think anyone who wears a whoop, you're either paid to wear it or you're a fool. I think it like shows that you're not smart. Like you have a low IQ. These are the things I think associated with those brands. I think if you're noble, like you're being duped, like you just have to have the trendiest shit and it doesn't matter how shitty it is. And when I think of whoop, I think of um, uh, like you're like you're a fool. Like you're distracted. And and I and I and I think of men who wear whoop as being weak. <laughs> now that I'm just like, like, I, I don't I don't. There's a um, like like why do you care? Why do you need all this stuff? Maybe like for a week or two, wear it, get the data, see it, feel it out. That's how I feel about the Apple Watch too. And I own one of those. I've owned like ten of them. I've owned like every one. And the same thing happens every time I wear it for two weeks. I'm like, this is so lame. This is stupid. I'd rather not be distracted or pulled away from what's going on in here by this thing. Wait, what does it say? I, uh, seven who shit in your cereal. No one. I don't eat cereal. Cereals for bitches. That's another thing. I think if you eat cereal, you're a bitch. <laughs> uh, what are you going to talk about with the Cleasy? Uh, her work ethic, um, what she's... Um, I just don't like those brands. I like the Khaleesi brand. I just don't like that. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to be mean uh, or, or negative. Um, what, what are you talking... Uh, oh, why, why does she work so hard? How does she work so hard? Why did she come from TV to the internet? Does she like the internet better? Um, what do, Does she like talking to the um, athletes? What's her favorite kind of athlete to talk to? What's her least favorite kind of athlete to talk to? Does she wishes she talked to people outside of the CrossFit space? And then, you know, just let, let shit go from there. 
who's better to have on the show, Tommy Marquez or Brian Friend? You know, the tough questions. Um, when did she get her first muscle up? How did she find CrossFit? How much money would it cost for me to pay you to come do shows on the Sevon podcast instead of the Morning Chalk Up? No, you could do them on both. I'm an open guy. Those are the questions I'm going to ask her. Hey, the, here's the thing. I don't know about that. I worked, I don't, man, I, I, the amount of, con, and, and here's, yeah, I don't know. But man, she works hard. And, I'm, and I want to be around people. I admire people who work hard like that. She's not, she's not fucking around. And I fuck with her a little bit in her DMs and the way she handles me. I'm like, all right, she, 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 she's, she's a beast. TD CEO fits way better than any noble shirt. Someone actually wrote a review that their shirt fits better, that their shirt fits better. Someone actually, that, that, that the noble shirt fits better than the TDC. These shirts fucking fit great. Oh, the shirts you can get from life is RX or vindicate. I, I'm, not, I'm not just saying that because I wear them every day and I would never wear a shirt that didn't fit nicely on me. I have nice shoulders. They hang nicely on my shoulders and then they don't, they don't stick on my, like my egg muffin or whatever this thing's called my muffin. So they hang down and look at, look, I look buff. See? It's a beautiful shirt. Highlights my titties and my, um, my nice chest and my shoulders, and my lats, but doesn't stick to my stomach. That's all you need. Yeah, but but I I hear you. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, I, for sure. I have no peer. I'm the greatest interviewer of all time. But she only has like ten or fifteen minutes. Her shit is short, and I think she has like rules. I mean, what if you, like I think you could like let her off the off the leash, and she might tear it up. <laughs> have you burned any bridges with old friends you started this podcast because they don't agree with what you talk about man that's that's funny you say that there's there so man that's a, that's a, it's a great question sounds like the gardener's here can you guys hear the gardener uh not that they've told me to my face. Here, you know, here's what's interesting too. I have some friends who are like, like really, I, I have a lot of friends who are like really overweight and, and some of them have talked to me and, and some of them are, I'm, I haven't lost any of them. I'm a very loving, kind, generous person in, in, when I'm in your presence. I'm not quite the fucking stick in the mud asshole that I am sometimes on the podcast, right? I'm not as wild people and people always know that it's fun to come to my house and I'm very welcoming. And I really, and it's, and I just love all my friends. I feel very fortunate to have the circle I have and, and half my friends are fucking vaccinated to the gills, right? But there, there are, there are, there are a couple really good friends of mine that I know have been avoiding me now for a couple of years because I've heard it through the grapevine because of um, some of my opinions. And, and specifically, these are people who on the, I'll give you an example. These are people who are really disappointed that kids are being allowed back in the school system, five, six, seven-year-old kids without masks until those kids, until the vaccine, until all those kids are vaccinated. So these are my friends who have such strong belief that the vaccine works to protect kids or, or I don't, I, to be honest, I don't even know what their, what their thought process is, to be honest, but they don't think kids should be allowed back in school, kindergarten, first, second grade, um, 
without masks until all kids are vaccinated and forced to be vaccine. And I have some crazy strong opinions about that. Right. I don't, I don't think that any kid should be forced to take the, any of those um, COVID vaccines or any drugs, to be honest, that the parents don't agree on. And I don't think any kid should have ever been asked to wear a mask. And, and I think those things are outright abusive and cause will cause a law, a lot of trauma forever for those kids that they will never um, get better from. I think, I think, and I'm being very gentle with how I feel, how I'm expressing now. So yeah, I think some of those people have stayed the fuck away from me. Unfortunately, Kelly Keller, Keller Moore. So yeah. Um, and, and they've done some other things with their kids too. These are all, you know, you know, I have parents who think that uh, I have friends who think that my kids, that there no kids should ever do jujitsu because it makes kids violent. They think that it's crazy that I have fight nights at my house on Saturday and they don't come over with their kids because they don't want their kids to see that. And yet um, all of those things are, um, it, I, I've done, uh, 200 fight nights at my house and I've never seen a kid come even like walk up to the TV while we're watching the fights. They're too, I live in a kid's heaven. I have a massive backyard that's completely, um, uh, fenced in. I have a, um, with a hundred fruit trees and jungle gym and all that shit. And I got a massive jujitsu toy playroom with the TV in it. And then they have a fucking kid's garage gym. There's no kids coming in and watching the fights. Wait, what did my mom say? You were, you were, <laughs> true, you are a very different person. Yeah, I don't know if different's the word, but but I express myself for surely different. This is more the um, temper tantrum version of me. <coughs> and, I, and I come here to be funny. Crack jokes. All right, and, and uh, if, if you want to... Um, no, no, that's okay. I'll see you guys tomorrow with Alex Stein. That show is going to be wild. Uh, he, I think he has like, you know, you, you guys know Alex Stein. He thinks that the, we never went to the moon. The earth might be flat. He, he enjoys um, conspiracy theories and stuff. He also just signed a deal with blaze TV. He's kind of, he's exploding right now. Um, he's been very vocal about um, trannies and kids interacting. Um, and, uh, and, and I like that. I like anyone who stands up for kids. All right, I'm going to go party with trannies right now, speaking of which. Love you guys.